0: Hey there, coming up on today's show, are the Oklahoma Sooners better off? we got some recruiting news and a quarterback making a really cool NIL deal. All that and more on today's episode of Locked On Sooners. You are Locked On Sooners, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma Sooners. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Sooners Nation. Happy Friday to you. My name is John Williams. Welcome to Locked On Sooners. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Sooners. You can follow the show on Facebook, Locked On Sooners Podcast. You can also follow me on Twitter at John9Williams. And you can read my work covering the Oklahoma Sooners over at the Sooners Wire at usatoday.com. And on today's show, we're going to talk about where the Sooners stand now and are they better off before we talk about some recruiting news and Nick Evers, a really cool NIL deal. I think it's worth mentioning as well. Uh, But first let's talk about are the Oklahoma Sooners better off? So this is a topic of conversation that came up on the big 12 Roundtable show. If you didn't listen to that uh, for Thursday's episode, make sure you go back and check that out. It's available on the YouTube stream or wherever you get your podcasts. But the discussion kind of broke down into this. Are is Oklahoma in a good place heading into 2022 now, let's start off with just the long-term discussion before we get into that, because long-term, I think Oklahoma is in a really, really good spot. Brent Venables, with his recruiting chops in the Southeast, has made it clear that that's where they're going to do a lot of their business. They're going to be getting the in-state guys to commit to Oklahoma. They're going to be recruiting heavily down in the Southeast, trying to get those big defensive bodies in uh, to Norman to get them ready to to compete in the SEC. He's Done a lot of good work down there with his job at Clemson. He's going to help the Oklahoma Sooners be set up for a really, really strong run in the long term. In the short term, however, in going into the 2022 offseason, looking ahead to the 2022 season, this is a team that's going to have a lot of question marks. It looks like they've solved the quarterback question mark, which we'll talk about in a, here in a second, but they've had a lot of losses on this team. I've counted up to 12 starters. Uh, six on either side of the football that are going to be gone. Um, and not really, aside from the quarterback, not really a a, a lot of out external options to replace those guys. You're going to have to be looking internally uh, to do that. But let's just kind of look at that first. Let's talk about the Oklahoma Sooners offense for a second. You can see here I've got the losses and the additions kind of added up here uh, just looking at the losses you got Jaden Hazelwood Austin Stogner Spencer Rattler all transferred out uh, you have Michael Woods Jeremiah Hall Kennedy Brooks Tyrese Robinson and Marquise Hayes that are that have declared for the NFL draft look at a guy like Caleb Williams Mario Williams they're in the transfer portal there's no indication yet as to whether or not they're they're staying or going Most people seem to think, and I fall in this line of thinking as well, that they are gone. Uh, Mario Williams made it pretty clear that he wants to go play with Caleb Williams. So wherever Caleb Williams goes, Mario Williams is sure to follow. Uh, And with the addition of Dylan Gabriel, as you can see on the other side of the column, it's pretty likely that Caleb Williams is gone. I don't think that they bring in Dylan Gabriel. I mean, yes, it's a great insurance policy if Caleb Williams does decide to go. But I feel like if they had a really strong feeling that Caleb Williams was going to stay, I don't know if they bring Dylan Gabriel in because, again, you're just kind of muddying the waters a little bit. Now you have two starting quarterbacks. I think the Dylan Gabriel addition just kind of signifies that Caleb Williams is going. I think he left Oklahoma in the running just out of respect for the university, for the fans, for the program. But he gone. like He's out of here. Mario Williams is following suit. So we got the little asterisks there because we don't know for sure whether or not they're staying or going officially. We 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 kind of believe that they're gone. We believe that they're heading out the door, but that's kind of where things stand. Looking at the additions, and now now I include I include Bray Walker, Theo Weiss as additions because those were guys that were heading out the door through the transfer portal, decided to rescind that and come back to the Oklahoma Sooners. But you do add a Dylan Gabriel. Very very good passing quarterback a guy that's got a little athleticism to his to him as well seems like he's got a great attitude great head on his shoulders so that's a guy that you're really looking forward to seeing uh in in the crimson and cream you got daniel parker jr more of a blocking tight end but a guy that did catch several touchdowns for the missouri tigers transferring in and you got McCain Matower. i think that's how you spell spell his name or maybe it's meteor i don't know I'll, I'll work on that one because it's a name that I'm not super familiar with, but coming in from Cal has a lot of experience over there at Cal and that's going to benefit the Oklahoma Sooners offensive line as well. And then you got the 2022 class, which we've talked a lot about on this show, but it's, it's going to be a really good class, a top 10 group as we speak uh, sitting at number 10, just behind number nine, uh, Michigan, I believe. And they just added, you know, Jaron Kanak. They've also added Javante Barnes in the last week. And so this is a a team that is getting a lot of help on the offensive side of the football, but a lot of that is going to have to be internal help, at least early on in the season, because, you know, you look at the loss of Kennedy Brooks to the NFL, like who's going to replace. I mean, that's Eric gray. You're hoping is going to be able to take a step forward. He was great at Tennessee. For some reason he got just pasted to the bench in Norman under Lincoln Riley, it boggles the mind a little bit. You're also going to rely on Marcus major. Are they better than Kennedy Brooks? I don't think so. As much as I love Marcus major and Eric gray, I don't even think that the combination of the two of them is better than Kennedy Brooks. Kennedy Brooks is a guy that ran for three, 1000 yard seasons in his career at Oklahoma. So let's not just completely discount what he did for the Sooners by saying, Oh, they'll just, they'll be just fine with the guys that they've got in, in, coming in behind him. I think they're still going to be good, but let's not forget how consistent and productive Kennedy Brooks was for the Oklahoma Sooners during his time in Norman. You look at the wide receiver position, Jaden Hazelwood, Michael Woods, Mario Williams, those three guys are gone. That's a lot of production off of your 2021 roster. Yes. You have a lot of depth and that was really good because you had several injuries, but remember Theo, we missed a missed, all of 2021. Now you're you're expecting him to be back and fully healthy for 2022, but outside of that, I mean, the wide receiver depth chart, I mean, you got Jalil Farouk still, hopefully he's staying in Norman. And if you have him, that's a, that's a really, really strong, you know, wide receiver one, wide receiver two that you can put opposite of Theo Weiss or you can run him in the slot. You still got Marvin Mims. So your starting trio looks really, really good. The depth may not be there as as strong as it was in 2021 but i think the depth might have worked against the sooners a little bit at times in that they weren't keeping these guys kind of engaged in the game because they didn't get enough snaps they didn't get enough targets they didn't get enough opportunities which was some of the frustration but when you have a deep wide receiver core you want to get everybody on the field as much as you possibly can but maybe it was a little too deep maybe it was you had too many players that could play and and trying to figure out a way to get them all on the field was a struggle. And, and like you want your wide receivers to have a good chemistry with your quarterback. And if you're you're playing too many guys, potentially you run into an issue where you don't have that good chemistry. So, I, I'm looking forward to seeing the you know a trio of Jaleel Farouk, Marvin Mims, Theo Weiss, and then throwing guys like Cody Jackson, Drake Stoops, Brian Darby, Trayvon West. You've got a really really nice wide receiver core include the guys that are coming in behind him, Nicholas Anderson, the brother of Rodney Anderson, Jaden Gibson, wide receiver four star out of Florida. And, and it's a really strong group Um, aside from Theo Weiss and what we saw from Jaleel Farouk in the bowl game and Marvin Mims, who can be kind of hot or cold depending on how teams are playing him. And of course, this is all speaking from the Lincoln Riley era. He was hot and cold. Like, if the deep ball wasn't there for him, he just wasn't getting opportunities. Now, hopefully Jeff Levy can look at the tape and look at the film and, and figure out why Marvin Mills, they were, why they were struggling to get Marvin Mims, the football, and then get him the ball, just figure out a way to get him the ball in better spaces and better opportunities, because you're going to need your prolific passing attack, because I feel like the defense is going to be the unit that takes the more significant step back in 2022. Uh, well, they, I don't think they're going to be a bad unit. I just think that of the two, it's likely that the defense falls back. And we'll talk about why on the other side of the break. Uh, but first I want to talk to you about get upside with this incredible app. Everyone who buys gas needs to know about get upside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas. Every time they fill up, just download the free get upside app in the app store or Google play store right now use promo code score and get a $0.25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's an extra $0.25, cents, up to $0.50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for the free and use promo code SCORE to get up to $0.50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use the promo code. You want free money? Go to GetUpside Use promo code SCORE get up to fifty cents per gallon cash back on your first tank of gas. That's promo code SCORE at Get Upside. Also, want to talk to you about our people over at Bet Online. Bet Online would like to wish you a very happy new betting year as they continue the march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online rem- remains your number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. If you are like me and you got in on K State versus LSU, you had a good chance to make some money with. LSU not really having a quarterback available for the Texas bowl. I cashed in big on that. You can go to Bet online, use our promo code locked on and you can get 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just using our promo code locked on from football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet online is the fastest and the easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. That's so Bet online where the game starts. All right, now let's talk about the defensive side of the football because this is the side that I feel like is going to need a lot more work. Now, Brent Venables is coming in, great defensive chops, Ted Roof, good defensive coordinator, the position coaches they brought in. I'm excited about those guys. I, I'm excited about the future of this defense, but it, you'd be really hard-pressed to look at what left to go to the NFL, what transferred out, and not feel a little bit of concern about, okay, what's this defense going to look like? Now, we saw a bit of that in the Alamo Bowl with guys like Marcus Stripling, Ethan Downs, stepping up and playing really good football. Reggie Grimes is going to be a leader on this team. Danny Stutzman is going, to, is going to have a big role. Key Lawrence is going to have a big role. But, I mean, just look at the guys that left. I mean, you lost six starters off your defense. Nick Bonito, Pat Fields, Isaiah Thomas, Perrion Winfrey, Brian Osamoa, Deller and That's a ton of experience that walked out the door. Five of them off to the NFL draft. Pat Fields is going to Stanford where he's going to play some some Pac-12 ball, hopefully hand Lincoln Riley a little bit of a, an L over on that side of the thing. But, um, yeah, you can't look at the losses on defense and then just assume that it, the defense is going to be as good or better. I mean, Nick, Nick Bonito is an All-American player a guy that's more than likely going to be a top 60 pick in the NFL draft. Perry and Winfrey right behind him, probably a top 60, top 70 pick in the NFL draft. You don't easily replace those guys. Now you can supplement or you can bring a group of guys together to potentially have as much production, but Nick Bonito was one of the most feared pass rushers in college football this year. I mean, he may not have been Aiden Hutchinson or Kayvon Thibodeau, but he's one of the more feared pass rushers in college football. Teams were scheming against him. Now, you got guys that you're excited about playing on the edge. You just added a guy, Jordan Lalo, Lalo, Jonah Laulu um, from Hawaii to play kind of the Isaiah Thomas role. I mean, you look at him and he's probably more of your Isaiah Thomas type of guy that can play inside and outside. But you don't easily replace a Nick Bonito. Uh, between Pat Fields and Deller and Turner Yell that's a ton of experience a ton of veteran savvy that is that's is walking out to you know to the NFL and to Stanford you love Key Lawrence I love Key Lawrence I'm excited about what Key Lawrence brings to the table I'm excited about you know even some of the young recruits that you're going to be throwing into the secondary like Robert Spears Jennings that's a guy that's going to have an opportunity to play significant snaps for this team Jaden Rowe another guy that's going to have an opportunity to play significant snaps for this team uh, you still have Woody Washington, DJ Graham on the outside. You still got a guy like Billy Bowman, who I feel like played really, really well in the bowl game. Uh, but it's that front that's that's a bit concerning. Yes, Jalen Redmond returns. I'm excited about Marcus Stripling. I'm excited about Ethan Downs. I like the the other guys on the defensive tackle rotation that they have: Isaiah Coe, Jordan Kelly, LeRon Stokes. I think these are guys that have a lot of promise, but we've yet to see it. You know, like the proof is in the pudding, right? Uh, Bill Parcells would always say you are what you are. You are what your record is. And right now this is a team that has question marks uh, along their defensive line. You know, they have got guys that they're hoping are going to be able to step into uh, these roles and and take on significant aspects of the defense and be productive players. But if you've not ever heard this, this is one of my favorite phrases. Hope is not a plan. And this is this is the reality for college football every year. Like there's always going to be a a sense of turnover um, on on one side of the football or the other over, but just over the last couple of years, we just haven't seen as much of it on the defensive side of the football because a lot of those guys have stuck around. Um, You know, they had, yes, they lost Ronnie Perkins last year to the NFL draft. They lost Creed Humphrey and Ramondre Stevenson, but right now they've got 11 guys declared for the NFL draft 11. And there's a good chance that all 11 could get drafted this, you know, in, in the 2022 NFL draft, obviously there, there will probably be a couple guys that fall uh, into the undrafted free agent range, but when you lose 11 draftable players, that definitely, you know, puts, puts a dent on your team. Now this is on both sides of the football. Five of those are defensive players. And so you don't easily replace that many guys. And so looking at this team for 2022, I do think that they're going to be competitive. They're going to contend in the big 12. I, the, the thing that still gives me a bit of pause is what does the, the defense look like? How well does the quarterback situation mesh with the wide receiver situation? Does Marvin Mims stick around? Is he going to still be with the Oklahoma Sooners? I believe he will. I believe him and Jalil Farouk are going to stay with Oklahoma. And that gives you two really dynamic pass catchers. But Dylan Gabriel, those guys, they got all got a mesh. This offseason is going to be hugely important in creating chemistry between Dylan Gabriel and his wide receivers and learning the playbook, learning the offense for Jeff Levy and being able to take it to the field, apply it, and be excellent. Because with the questions that I have on defense right now, again, this is January the sixth that we're recording this. This is, you know published on the podcast side on January 7th. But where we're sitting now, you got questions and maybe it's, you know, the guy that's generally the optimist that's gotten burned by, I never thought Lincoln Riley was going to leave. He left. I didn't think Caleb Williams was going to get into the transfer portal. He's entering the transfer portal. So my, my optimism is a little bit, you know, dented at this point in time, though. I love Brent Venables. I love the hire. I love everything he's done to put together his staff. I've got questions. I feel like reasonable, uh, like it's not unreasonable to have questions about this team. Um, Does that mean that they're going to be like Texas and go five and seven? Heck no, not even close. I still think this is a 10 win team going into 2022, but are they going to be, are they going to be able to catch Baylor defensively? Are they going to be able to catch Oklahoma state defensively? Because this could be a team that has to win shootouts, but, and, and again, this is all just, we believe that things are going to be good. We think things are going to be good. We hope things are going to be good on defense, we just don't know it. We don't know it. And though we got a lot of good things out of the Alamo bowl, there was also some concerning things when they were up big and they, they allowed Oregon to get back into the game. So yeah, I do have a few questions and I, th- I hope that these things will be answered during the off season, but I really, I think we won't know what we know about this team until we get into the regular season and we start playing games and I think that's reasonable. I think that's it's like I said, it's not unreasonable to have some questions about what the future of this team looks like in 2022. I I like it, I think it's promising, but I'm ready to see it. I want to see it on the field because we've had a lot of expectations and we've had a lot of hope and we've had a lot of optimism about this team in the past. Uh during the Lincoln Riley eras, we thought that, you know, each of the the five teams that he coached, we thought they were going to be, you know, playoff contenders every single year, contending for the national championship. And gradually they didn't meet, they, they failed to meet those expectations by more, by, by less. Like, you know, they weren't able to make the playoff in 2020. They weren't able to win the conference in 2021. So there was a steady decline. I don't necessarily, I do believe that Brent Venables will have them in position to be contending for the big 12, I don't know if it's in 2020, sorry, 2022, but I do believe that by 2023, they'll be back on top of the Big 12 getting ready to make their move into the SEC in 2024, 2025, and this is a team that will contend in 2022. I just think that it won't be the, – the immediate results won't be what we want them to be right away. There's still going to be an acclimation period for this team. But coming up next, let's talk about a little bit of recruiting news. Let's we'll talk about a transfer portal um, commitment. And let's talk about Nick Ever's new NIL deal as well. But first, I want to talk to you about Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar. It's completely delicious, 100% covered in chocolate. It's the best protein bar I've ever, ever had. I've tried them all. And Built Bar is the one that tastes fantastic. And it's fantastic for you. You don't get that waxy, you know, chemically chalky taste that you get with other protein bars. It really does taste like a candy bar. i have been promoting it now for a year and a half, but I've been loving it myself. Um, I, I, I just, I've got a box on the way. I'm excited to try the caramel macchiato flavor. I love coffee and I love caramel. And this is going to be a great option for me because it just fits everything that I really, really enjoy, but I love the peanut butter brownie I love the mint brownie. And I, I never really go wrong with any of the flavors those are just some of my favorites. And so make sure you go to built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. Also go to built.com. Check out their Built Boost. If you're somebody who needs like vitamin drinks, if you like to add those kind of supplements to your regular diet, the Built Boost stuff tastes fantastic. You just add it to water, mix it up, and it tastes great. So go to built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at built.com. And make sure that you are subscribed to the show over on YouTube. The show is growing over there, got more than 1100 subscribers on the channel now. Make sure you're one of them. Interact with me in the comment section, give me a thumbs up, give me a like, hit the notification bell to let people let you know when a new episode drops and subscribe to the show free. It's free and available on every podcast platform whether it's Apple, Google, Spotify, Podbean or wherever you get your podcast. It is free and available there. Let's talk a little bit of recruiting news. Uh, Javante Barnes, four-star out of Nevada, commits to the Oklahoma Sooners. He had been long projected to come to Oklahoma for, I think, since the summer. But with the coaching change, everything was kind of thrown up in arms, right? Uh, Thrown up in the air, and Javante Barnes stuck by his commitment. And again, DeMarco Murray, just the relationship he has with DeMarco Murray, DeMarco Murray's success in the NFL, in college and in the NFL, it's paving the way for these West coast guys to say, Hey, I don't have to go to USC to make a name for myself to get to the NFL. DeMarco Murray, he's, you know, he uh, spurned USC in his commitment at the all American bowl by picking up that Trojans hat, putting it down and then picking up the OU hat and going to, to university of Oklahoma. He paved the way for those West coast guys and showed them the way like, Hey, you can come to Oklahoma. You can have a very productive career and you can get to the NFL. This is a great path for you. And so we're, we're seeing Gavin Sacha coming out of Colorado. We're seeing Javante Barnes come as well. And then we got the official, official commitment from Jaron Kanak. Jaron Kanak, the number one player out of Kansas, Hayes, Kansas, uh, safety, running back, the athlete, the guy that runs, you know, track, has a great 100-meter dash uh, record. And he's going to be coming to the Oklahoma Sooners. committed yesterday uh, to or Wednesday officially uh, and will sign on National Signing Day. But this is a guy that projects to play linebacker for the Oklahoma Sooners. 6'2", 210, going to have an opportunity to put some more weight on his frame. But I kind of hope that they try him out at safety a little bit. I think with his speed and his athleticism and his physicality, I think he would make a really, really interesting safety prospect as well. But I don't think they're going to be able to go wrong with wherever they put Jaron Kanak. And then, man, another 2022 commit, Nick Evers, um, he just hit – a home run. He just knocked it out of the park with his first NIL deal. He announced it on his social media um, on Wednesday as well, that he is teamed up with the make a wish foundation and he's promoting make a wish, but he's not earning a single penny from this. All proceeds that come through his links, um, his promotion, hundred percent of those proceeds are going to make a wish. And in a, in an era and I'm I'm for college kids getting paid. I'm for college kids finding these opportunities through NIL. I do believe that there needs to be some balance um, and some structure put in place uh, so that kids aren't just chasing dollars all across the country. But in an era of NIL where kids are having the opportunity to make money, we saw Quinn Ewers go to Ohio State. He left his high school team to go to Ohio, Ohio State early so he can get that big NIL deal. And then when it didn't pan out there, ended up at Texas Why? probably because he got a big NIL deal there as well. But Nick Evers saying, no, nah, like, hey, I've got a platform. I've got an opportunity. Yes, I, I, I am going to have an opportunity to make some money as the hopefully the future quarterback of Oklahoma after Dylan Gabriel moves on. There's going to be opportunities for me through NIL. But for now, I'm going to use my platform. I'm going to use this time, this stance, that I have as a quarterback at Oklahoma to raise some awareness for make awareness for Make-A-Wish, um, and if you're not familiar with Make-A-Wish Foundation, make sure you just Google Make-A-Wish. They do great things for for kids and uh, just across the country, giving them opportunities to find something joyful in their life amidst health struggles, whether it's cancer or um, you know transplant. They're waiting. They're awaiting transplants or, or something like that. Um, and so man big kudos big shout out to nick evers this is a guy that you already love to root for like amongst the 2022 class like you got guys like kobe mckenzie that you that is becoming a fan favorite already but nick evers he's becoming that guy already for me like I can't wait to to see what number he's gonna end up wearing for the Oklahoma Sooners because I might even just get him a get a jersey and just throw it back here on the background so that we can see Nick everson in, in all of his sooner glory uh, on every episode because I, I have a big philanthropic heart myself. My wife and I, we spent over some time overseas, you know uh, working, volunteering, teaching English um, to to people who wanted to come to the states. We worked in a local hospital just helping to care for and, and train and, and help to educate um, local nursing staff and, and healthcare providers. Um, and so we just, we love the idea that this is a, a kid who's already like thinking that, Hey, we can you I can use this platform that I've got to make a real difference in somebody else's life, not just my own. So shout out to Nick Evers. You get the high five of the week. I just started that right now on the fly. So we're going to, that'll, that'll be a new thing. We're going to start at high five of the week. We'll hand it out every single Friday uh, here on the locked on Sooners podcast. And the inaugural high five of the week goes to Nick Evers. Um, also going to give you a fist pump. Uh, we'll dap it as well, but, That's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Sooners. Thank you so much for tuning in and making Locked On Sooners your first listen every single day. Uh, Stay tuned for – I'm going to have a Saturday episode drop as well because we had a second uh, part of the Big 12 Roundtable where we discussed college football playoff expansion and what might look like. And I love college football playoff expansion talk. That's one of my favorite things to talk about. Uh, The NIL transfer portal stuff, that's all interesting as well. But, man, I love – playoff expansion talk I've been advocating for it for a decade or more Um, so I'm excited to see or to to share that with you um, and get your thoughts and feedback on that as well but again that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Sooners until we talk next time my name is John Williams Boomer Sooner